How you guys doing? How you guys doing? How you guys doing? How you guys are doing? That's right. That's right. That's right. It's your boy. It's your boy Wilder. Your boy Wilder's back with something different, true, new, and blue for every last one of you. Thanks for the love and the support. But what your boy Wilder's going to talk about today, that's right, Damian Lillard's loyalty has long shielded him from criticism, but he's at the core of the Blazers' problems. That's right. I am a long have been among the most diehard Damian Lillard fans. I am the guy who at the start of the 2021 tweeted that Lillard had become what Stephen Curry used to be. It was an insane take for which I was deservedly roasted, but what can I say? In my house, it was damn time all the time. I trumpeted him as the MVP player before such a stance became common and I would still even give his struggles to start the season take Dame over any point guard in the world not named Curry he is a stone cold star and he deserves a real shot at a title he also is a big part of the problem in Portland last June now former Trailblazers GM Neil O'Shea and famously scapegoated ex-Blazers coach Terry Stotts for Portland's 29th ranked defense in 2021. Things would be different, O'Shea intimated, with Chauncey Billups, his prize hire on the sideline. He was right under Billups. The Blazers are no longer the 29th ranked defensive team entering play in the in Mondays, they're 30th, dead last. Turns out, this is a roster problem. Lothar's O'Shea was a shoulder even as a shred of blame. And the roster starts with Lillard, who, who for the duration of his career has been a, a defender at best, and mostly an actively harmful one. Should O'Shea have shown a greater dedication to building a roster suited to compensate for Lola's defensive prowess's shortcomings. I think we can all agree the answer is yes, and perhaps the most obvious starting point would have been trading C.J. McCullough rather than extending him a max contract that has made him decidedly less tradable. According to Shams, O'Shea did discuss the framework of the deal that would have sent McCollum to the 76 for Ben Simmons, but Darryl Morley wanted more future draft capital than O'Shea was willing to include. O'Shea should have been more aggressive in making that deal happen. It was the last basketball straw for the GM that clung to McCollum for too long. McCollum was the guy O'Shea drafted and paid huge money and stubborn and prickly as he was or is I believe he was admitting to get the last word on those who dared to question his roster constructions before you even get to the toxic workplace and reported intimidation and bullying of employees O'Shea's fine was warranted for purely basketball reasons but that doesn't exonerate Lillard, 
who sets the tone for the entire franchise. As for too long, that tone has been deaf to defense. Let's say that Simmons deal does eventually happen and the Blazers suddenly become a contender on paper. Will Lillard then start to pull his weight or will he just expect Simmons to do the dirty work for him? You can hide forever in the NBA. Playoff offense, certainly, in deeper rounds, are going to spotlight the weakness link. The weakest link. For all those defenders the Warriors have put on the floor in becoming champion organ- championship organization, Stephen Curry could have been the leak that sunk the Warriors, but he didn't let that happen. He possesses the same physical limitations that Lillard does, arguably more but he has turned himself into a legitimately helpful defender. Curry tries every minute he's on the floor. First and foremost, he almost always in the right spot. He has an active hands. He relishes his opportunities to take on the tougher assignments and and visibly frustrated when he falls short. Yes, the Wizards have surrounded Curry with a properly supportive roster, but he does his part he has taken off that challenge with a real pride. Lillard has not. He is the defensive doormat, plain and simple, and he has never seemed to bother him enough to do anything about it. He doesn't contain penetration. He doesn't stay focused for full possessions. He doesn't consistently fight over or through screens. He's often out of position, even if it's just a step or two somewhat behind over helping and not helping at all. He doesn't sprint back in transitions. These are things for what other stars who've consistently come up short get killed. James Harden, a long-running defensive joke, got the blame in Houston, and he'll be at the top of all this of similar slander in Brooklyn and craps out this season. Chris Paul has been saddled with the low loser label for the last decade. Russell Westbrook is endlessly mocked. Meanwhile, the romance of Lillard's loyalty to Portland has almost entirely shielded him for, from criticism. When Lillard comes up short, it's always a team's problem. He gets the credit when the Blazers win, but shares it no blame when they lose. I assure you, it is an accident that Portland's opponents are shooting 39.3 from the three this season per clearing the glass, which registers as the worst defensive mark in the league, or that they surrender a greater percentage of corner threes than all but three other teams. Lillard has the backcourt that is constantly beat at the point of attack, pulling everyone else in scramble mode to help down the penetration to shooters. It's a submission. A couple of passes and defenses can get away any shot they want against the Blazers, who are starting every position in an 0-2 hole thanks to Lillard and McCollum. That doesn't mean they should get all the blame. Just Nurse isn't particularly good pick-and-roll defender, and Billups asking him to play at a level of screens or even aggressively blitz ball handlers makes it even easier to get corner threes against Portland with four on three ball wings. 
Robert Covington is not a very good on-ball defender. Norman Powell tries hard as long as long arms, but he's often undersized in the matchups as well. You can't blame Lillard for the 145 points Portland gave up to the Celtics on Sunday. He didn't play against dependent on scoring, but I will actually agree with him that the Blazers should not be the worst defensive team in the league. Covington and Powell are more than useful. Larry Nance and Nassir Little are plus defenders. Nurkic has moments. Should the Blazers be a top 15, even a top 20 defensive? Perhaps not. If Lillard were even a defender, even with McCullen being as bad as he is, he'd be dead last. It's not to let off the hook, hold Lillard to a higher standard. This is damn franchise. We can't continue to allow Lillard's leadership when night after night, year after year, he's setting a half-hearted example. Even if he is limited as a defender personally, his effort would trickle down. When role players see a superstar giving maximum effort, paying attention to the details, when they see him competing for stops the same way he competes for buckets, they tend to follow suit, and vice versa. At the end of the day, Lillard is great enough to, to only try on one end of the court and still win. His team doesn't have the, that luxury, and those the operate words. His team, for better or for worse, who and what the Blazers are begins and ends with Damian Lillard. He has yet to be held to that level of accountability. As you guys heard, as you guys heard, as you guys heard, that's right, Damian Lillard's loyalty has long shielded him from criticism, but he's at the core of the Blazers' problem. So this is what they're saying. So this is what they're saying that all the blame is Damian Lillard's fault. Damian Lillard is not the ball player that they once thought he was. Damian Lillard does not play Dame defense. Damian Lillard does not uh, run back and he just doesn't do everything that they want him to do anymore. And this is what happens when it all falls on your shoulders. And this is what happens when things don't go the way that people planned them to go. But you know what? Uh, it's always going to be game time. Uh, you know, he had a great run in Portland. I'm not saying that it's over, but if it does seem like it will be over, I don't know when, but uh, he had a great run in Portland. He did what he can do. Uh, you know, they did, probably they didn't just give him enough uh, pieces to the puzzle to work with. But you can't say he never tried. You can't never say he didn't play hard. You can't never say he didn't give effort every single game, every single night, afternoon, because he did. That's why they came up with Dame Time. They wouldn't have came up with Dame Time if Dame Time didn't exist. And it did exist through the work and dedication and sweat and tears that he put into that organization. And for them to say what they just said, That's people for you. As my brother always once told me years ago, when I was a young man, when they're tired, when they're done with you, they're done with you. And that's just all it is. When they're done with you, they're done with you. 
And with that being said, I want to thank each and every last one of you for the love, for the support, for the donations. Like I said, you guys can follow me on Venmo. You guys can follow me on my cash app. Dollar sign Diesel 2366. Thanks for everything, guys. And you guys stay blessed and stress-free and continue to love your families. Enjoy. Your boy Wilder is out. How you guys doing? How you guys doing? How you guys doing? That's right. That's right. That's right. It's your boy. Your boy Wilder's back with something different, true, new, and blue. And as always, guys, it's for all of you. That's right. It's for all of you. But what I'm going to talk about, what your boy Wilder's going to talk about, Joel Embiid scores 43 points, 76 is hold off pesky Hornets, 127 and 124 in overtime. That's right, Joel Embiid stepped up last night, had a season high 43 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists, and the Philadelphia 76 is held off the shorthanded Charlotte Hornets, 127 and 124 in overtime on Monday night. Tobias Harris returned from a one-game absence due to illness and had 21 points and 11 rebounds as the 76ers shot 52.9 from the field and earned back-to-back -back wins for the first time since November 4th and 6th. Embiid had 6 of Philadelphia's 8 points in overtime and assisted on the other score. It's what I have to do, Embiid said. Coaches trust me to put me in those situations. Sometimes I have to I make mistakes, but I feel like I'm getting better and better in those situations. I've just made the right plays and made some shots. Kelly O'Brien Jr. had another standout game with 35 points and six three-pointers for the Hornets, but missed a three at the end of the first overtime that would have tied the game and sent it to the second extra overtime. Charlotte played without five players, including starters Lamella Ball, Terry Rozier, and Mason Plumlee because of the NBA's health safety protocols. The 76ers are barely had a possession in which they weren't looking to dump the ball in the paint to Embiid, especially with the Hornets lacking much rim protection and playing small ball for most of the game. Embiid responded time and time again to the extra workload and the Doc Rivers likes to call a feed in the pig game. He's so dominant out there, especially when he's able to get his possessions, his, his, get his position on the floor, Harris said of Embiid. A four-time All-Star, he's able to punish a team. They threw different guys at him, but he's so much bigger and stronger. Embiid said he's been watching film of some, of some of last year's games and said he realized he needed to work harder to get deeper position on the block. He feels like he's been doing that the last few games and that now shots are starting to drop. I feel like the last couple of games I have really imposed myself inside and be said after a tight back and forth quarter and be tried tied the game with an 18-footer with 29.4 seconds left. Miles Bridges missed a step back three at the last shot clock was winding down on Charlotte's next possession, giving the 76ers a chance to win the game on the final possession with regular regulation, but Embiid's fallaway jumper didn't drop. But the jumper, but his jumper in early in overtime put the 76ers up for good. The Hornets played only eight players were two of nine from the field in overtime. Despite the loss, Marengo 
had nothing but praise for the play of his shorthanded team, which was coming off a win against Atlanta on Sunday night, calling it a fantastic effort. As proud as I was of them Sunday night, I was even more proud of them tonight, Rago said. Just their spirit, resiliency, but it is what it was and nothing is changing. We are building, we are growing, and we are on the mission here to get better, stronger, uh, be a better contender, and basically keep climbing. Harris said he fought through a fatigue after spending the last couple of days in bed with an illness. He said once he got going, he felt better. He likes an idea that the 76ers don't have to travel and play again in Charlotte in two nights allowing him more time to rest and recover. I still have some symptoms, Harris said. Hornets second year center, Nick Richards got the start for Plumlee and had a career-high 12 points. Rookie guard James Booknight also had a career-high 11 points for the Hornets. Tyrese Maxey's illness did not play, meaning Milton got the start at the point guard. Starting is something I definitely feel like I can do in this league, Milton said. Rivers called Milton's effort up and down. 76 had 15 turnovers, which led to 23 Charlotte points, took 20 fewer shots than the Hornets. Hornets Ishmith became the fifth Hornets player to be placed into the health and safety protocols early in the day, leaving the team without its top three point guards, Cody Martin, had to fill in as a starting point guard rookie JT Thor got a rise from the crowd when he dropped a hammer with a flying one-handed dunk over 6'10 center Andre Drummond in the first quarter. That's right guys as you heard this is your boy Wilder this is your boy Wilder and Embiid went off last night Embiid stepped up and Embiid put up big numbers Embiid's playing like Embiid should be playing he had 43 points last night. I mean, 15 rebounds. What else could you say about his game? What else could you say about it? You might don't like the way sometimes he just keeps talking, but you know what? He gets the job done, and the 76ers are back winning again, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And this is your boy, Wilder. I want you guys to thank you guys, each and every last one of you, for the love and the support and the donations. You guys can continue to follow me on, on my Venmo. You guys can follow me on my Cash App. A dollar sign diesel two three six six. That's right. Dollar sign diesel two three six six. Stay blessed, stay stress free, and love your families, guys. Enjoy. How you guys doing? How you guys doing? How you guys doing? That's right. That's right. That's right. It's your boy. Your boy Wilder's back as always with something different, true, new, and blue for every last one of you. But what your boy Wilder's about to talk about? Stephen Curry and the Golden State Warriors. That's right. They manhandled the Orlando Magic last night, 126 to 95. Hey, Stephen Curry keeps letting it fly from any spot on the floor. And he's suddenly within striking distance of overtaking Ray Allen as the NBA's all-time leading in three points. And three-pointers. Curry has seven more threes on the way to 31 points and eight assists. Andrew Wiggins hit a career high eight threes and finished with 28 points and the Golden State Warriors beat the Orlando Magic 126 to 95 on Monday night. Curry switched a half court shot and beat the first 
caught a buzzer and wound up shooting 8 of 16 and now has 2,958 career regular season threes, 15 from time Ray Allen's 2,973. He got the court in his head. Of course he does. With that administration for a similar way, Allen worked on his craft that Curry got to see up close attending Buck's shoot-arounds with his NBA playing father, Dell, as a teammate of Allen's in Milwaukee. I know what the situation is. Yeah, Curry said, smiling. I always just play the games, but obviously knowing I'm closing in, but I try not to let it creep in on how you play and just enjoy the journey to get there. Because it does mean a lot to me as, as I do get closer. I'll talk about it when it happens. Might he pull it off Wednesday night against Portland before the Warriors hit the road again? Coach Steve Kerr isn't pulling, putting that past the NBA's reigning scoring champ and a two-time MVP saying it obviously could happen. He's Steph Curry, so anything is possible, Curry said. He made a half-court shot in back-to-back -back games. Before the game, after the dazzling must-see pregame routine, Curry heaved up a half-court shot from a far tunnel in Chase Center and missed. Wiggins scored just 17 points in the third quarter, knocking down three straight threes over a span of 114. He finished 9 of 17 from the floor to help Golden State bounce back from having 11-game home winning streak snap in 112-107 loss Saturday night to San Antonio. Jordan Poole struggled to find his shot, going 4-15, 12 points, and contributing 7 assists and 7 rebounds. Gary Harris scored 17 points to lead the Magic, who lost for the ninth time in 10 games. Cole Anthony had a tough sequence late in the second when he committed a loose ball foul, turning, then whistled for a technical that allowed Curry to score 5 unanswered points, a 3-pointer, and a pair of free throws for the technical. That burst helped the Warriors build a 65-44 lead at the break and they kept pushing in the third added 10 points off the bench. Even Jekka finds himself stealing a glance of Curry working before the game since they are together for pregame warm-ups. He's the best shooter ever, Banker said. I'm happy I can Watch it in person. He's amazing. Wendell Carter Jr. added 14 points and 12 rebounds for Orlando. Stella D. The Warriors have held opponents below 50% from the field for the 26 straight games. Dating to last season, eliminated the Magic to 43.4%, 33 of 76, 11 of 38 from deep. The Magic were out-rebounded 43-38. Orlando lost nine straight in Golden State's home floor since 102-104 victory December the 3rd, 2012. The Magic have a seven-game road losing streak. Warriors Clay Thompson will stay home for the next road trip and continue his rehab from surgery on the torn right Achilles. Odell Potter Jr. returned after sitting out Sunday's game to manage a left foot injury. Swingman Andre Iguodala still dealing with the soreness in his right knee. Misses 10th straight game 
but is back on the floor for practices work that's considered encouraging progress. I think he's going to play on an up-and-coming trip. He's doing a lot better, Kerr said. He's made a great improvement, and he should be playing soon. Jellico scored in double digits for the fifth time. Brookies Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody were back up from the G League. Santa Cruz Warriors played with Kaminga scoring nine points in 12 minutes and making a highly flying dunk at Sacramento on Wednesday night, having lost six of nine overall versus the Kings, but within winning eight of the last 13 played California Capitals. Warriors hopes Portland Wednesday night, having beaten the Trailblazers at home 119 to 103. Hey, as you guys heard, as you guys heard, this is your boy Wilder. Hey, Curry and Wiggins step up. They beat the Magic 126 to 95. Stephen Curry is only 15 three pointers away from breaking uh, Ray Allen's three point mark. You know what I'm saying? You know what? He's going to get it because the man is outstanding. Stephen Curry's been stepping up. And he's he's just been a bit the greatest shooter that we've ever seen. You know, I've seen some great shooters in my day because I've been around this game a long time. But to see what Stephen Curry do, does is amazing. Each and every night to uh, to shoot, to penetrate, to pass, to make his own shot. I mean, he's just a phenomenal basketball player. Like I said, players like that only come around once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime, believe what I tell you. But you know what, though, guys? I hate to go, but I will be back. This is your boy Wilder. As always, thanks for the love and the support and the donations. You guys know you can follow me on Venmo. You guys know you can follow me on my cash app, dollar sign Diesel 2366. Thanks for everything, guys, because without all of you, none of this is possible. But you know what? I got to go. So enjoy, guys. Enjoy.